This edition of True Hill Heat is brought to you by Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series. Kicking off on Saturday, September 12th. It will be on the 19th and the 26th. Three huge shows inside a huge stadium in Chicago Heights. On the 12th, it is headlined by a very anticipated match as Tessa Blanchard defends the Warrior Wrestling Women's Championship against Kylie Ray. Without further ado, this is True Heel Heat. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true heel phenom, SP3. We are back once again with our latest podcast, kicking off year year four, I guess, of True Hill Heat with True Hill Heat 90. On this edition of True Hill Heat, we will be previewing this Saturday's AEW All Out 2020, as well as discussing the latest wrestling news, including Brock Lesnar becoming a free agent, uh, WWE NXT potentially being moved off of Wednesday nights, very interesting, and this week's NXT Super Tuesday and AEW Dynamite from Wednesday. I am back once again with the lovely, the beautiful, the princess of all the true heels miss chrissy love hello 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 to you you have your mic working this week ah the nerve <laughs> you know what I'm saying? right out the gate you know you know you know i always i always have to have to say a little something to you mm-hmm. we have our resident true heel alcoholic back with us once again top guy jj oh yeah <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Yeah, you know, you know, trying to gotta actually have a perfect attendance for September right now. <laughs> he's, he's starting off September. He's starting off September on the right foot. And to continue our streak, three years running ever since All In, that very memorable pay-per-view in 2018, we have had True Hill Heat on Labor Day weekend in Chicago, Illinois. So we had to bring one of the best True Hill Heat correspondents, contributors, analysts back with us live from chicago illinois Un- unfortunately all elite wrestling is not there with him but he is wearing his shirt from last year he is the host of dark power the man that reviews aew dark as well as impact wrestling every single week for you fine people at home this is the stat king john paul martin thanks for having me back guys uh, almost kind of seeing the background the uh the couch where the infamous uh, drunk guy JJ uh, had had his genesis last year, uh, but glad to be back. Glad to keep the streak going, and uh, let's get into it, guys. He he, that's where a drunk guy JJ was born. We would not have going, <laughs> we would not have going raw with drunk guy JJ if it wasn't for that couch and the many drinks in your bar, sir. So thank you for that. <laughs> So we have to start off this True Hill Heat with some sad news. We lost a, a couple of people this week. It was a very a sad week to continue what's been a very tumultuous year of 2020. First of all, outside of the wrestling world, of course, I'm rocking the t-shirt right here. So we have to say a rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, the AKA Black Panther, AKA Jackie Robinson in that great film that he did. This man is an amazing actor he was suffering from cancer for the past four years so he made one of the greatest films in in the marvel universe with with cancer so that says a lot about this Mm -hmm. man um just want to like 
if you guys want to mention anything about this man i know uh top guy jj you had a beautiful post saying that he's one of your your favorite actors and the impact that he had uh through his work so i definitely want to give you the floor this this one this was literally right after i believe a recording that i was doing and this has happened i saw it as maybe as soon as the news hit at 10 p.m and it's one of those things that it's like I remember exactly where I was when I got that information and saw it on TV, mm. and they're just, you gotta be kidding me! Yeah. Like you gotta be kidding me! Like we, ha- it, 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 it's one of those. Haven't we been through enough in 2020? Like, and it just the it's like the shit just keeps finding ways to make you sober or like to make you somber all over again. Like it, it's. How, like how many different ways? Like it's almost like if like what else can happen or what else is gonna happen that we just can't control put in our heads at the moment, and it, yeah. it sucked, man. Like it, it it really sucked because I obviously I thoroughly enjoyed his films. Like as far as the Jackie Rob the Jackie Robinson one is the one that got me a fan of his from from, mm. from jump and then then turn around and saw him in James Brown becoming mm. James Brown then being the legendary Thurgood Marshall and, and then also like shout out to even his the one of his final movies the one prior to his final movie even 21 blocks that mm. movie was really good yeah. like it, it, he he just left a mark and it, it, it was the Black Panther was so it solidified it. It made him a legend. It literally it just said this this is his mark. Like there, there will never be it. I hope that they don't reincarnate the role, but Marvel has a tendency of needing money. What, what Marvel just trying to make I think Marvel just needs to, they're gonna try to find a way to make some money off this character and I hope they don't. I hope they leave him at I hope they leave this character and literally obviously I just hope that somehow they get to build a statue of it. And and that's who the Black Panther is. Like I can't unsee him being. I can't unsee the Black Panther being anybody else. Like this, literally, mm. that's his role. That's his character. Like he turned a, a role that they hesitated on making a movie and turned it into one of the biggest cultural movies of all time. It was a movie. Like I, at the end of the, like Wakanda <laughs> is not even real. <laughs> but we all believe that it's real. It's real. Yep. Wakanda it feels, it feels is real. Wakanda forever for us. Like, yeah, it, it that was our landmark, and we will eat that shit up until we all go. Yep. So rest in peace to that king, man. That 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 was that was my guy, man. Yes, rest in peace to him, as well as in the wrestling world, the, the father of the road dog, Jesse James, and referee Scott Armstrong, as well as Brad Armstrong, Bullet Bob Armstrong. This man has been battling uh, with sickness himself for a number of years. He was still wrestling on the independent scene at the at the age of 70, 71 years old, so he was a wrestler through and through, as well as on the uh, journalistic side 
side of the wrestling world the passing of casey michaels of square circle sirens at the very young age of 26 years old uh this was a person that definitely contributed to a lot of writing and a lot of admiration to women's wrestling a lot of uh the wrestling community on twitter uh posted about uh, about this uh young young man on on, I believe this was Wednesday when it was first uh, the news first broke. So want to send our condolences to the family of Bob Armstrong as well as Casey Michael. So a lot of loss this uh, week in the professional wrestling world. But there is some light at the end of the tunnel. We want to send out our congratulations to Nick Helsler and everyone that contributed independent wrestlers, promoters, and vendors from the Independent Wrestling Expo uh, for a very successful weekend in dallas texas bringing back independent wrestling to the dallas texas area it is still available on fight tv on demand so you guys can check that out plenty of great matches up on there with sam adonis versus brian cage uh there was a triple threat for the nwa world heavyweight championship so plenty of action for you guys to enjoy so definitely check that out and of course we this edition of true hill heat is brought to you by our friends at warrior wrestling with their stadium series that is set to begin next saturday september 12th right in the stag king's home of chicago illinois back at that stadium that friday night lights was at and we will ha- we will have their promoter Steve Tortorello on True Hill Heat 91 to hype those Hi. three major events. It's going to be Saturday, September 12th, Saturday, September 19th, and Saturday, September 26th. So a big series already uh, signed for the card. You got Joey Janela versus Warhorse in a number one contenders match with the winner versus the Warrior Wrestling Champion uh, Brian Pillman Jr. on the following the following week of the stadium series uh plenty of huge matchups that we will talk about next week on true hill heat but this time is for you the viewers the contributors the supporters of true hill heat and the true hills this is our true hill roll call our top three conversation starters for this week our true hill trinity coming in at number three is charles kirkhoff Coming in at number two is Charlie Layton. And coming in at number one, yes, 83 weeks. He says, I am boosting up his record like a Goldberg winning streak. Uh, He is the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. Yes, Nick. What's up, man? (laughs) As always, a couple of True Hills. We got a shout out. Joseph Gonzalez, Braden Horick, uh, Matt Harris, Elf Bay Razzle, Bay Razzle, uh, Jordan Eckers, and our YouTube subscriber highlight. We got a shout out, Keiju Spirit, who is a new subscriber to us. It's the, they commented on our summer struggle in Jenku Roundtable. We want to give a shout out to Tom Conahue of Sports Kita, who was our very first guest on any of our pay per view roundtables. So big shout outs to him. Definitely check out his YouTube channel for all your breaking news in professional wrestling. And uh, Keiju Spirits commented, Sweet. Looking forward to more coverage of New Japan Pro Wrestling new sub. So had to comment that they are a new subscriber to us and they appreciate us covering New Japan Pro Wrestling. Kwame Shafir, who is a definitely a mainstay of the comments section, commented on True Hill Heat 89, our three-year anniversary. So we got a shout out Darnell Mitchell of Uncanny Attractions. I think it was Chrissy Love's favorite guest of True Hill Heat so far, and definitely one of the funniest guests that we've ever had. Yeah. Um, 
Kwame Shafir commented, seeing Roman making his surprise return in the way he did to me was phenomenal, and I absolutely loved it. It's one of the very first, uh, very few times that WWE was successful managed to surprise us this year. Surprise yeah. returns are one of my favorite things about pro professional wrestling because like to the 2020 SummerSlam tagline says, you'll never see it coming. <laughs> uh, and then finally, we have Senguru. Uh, underscore 01 he, they commented on Wednesday Night Warriors 13 hey fellas love the intro music looking forward to what's happening across the board keep it up so we got a shout out our stat king for making the new oh, yeah. intro music for for Wednesday Night Warriors great work sir yes so first up we got to talk about what we miss and what we miss we got to talk about WWE payback had uh, Roman Reigns solidify his new character and alliance with Paul Heyman by winning the Universal title in the Triple Threat over Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. What a way to end WWE Payback. Definitely a newsworthy show. What were your guys' thoughts on Roman Reigns' appearance in this Triple Threat match coming in towards the latter half of this match? Kicking uh, the Fiend in the balls, uh, assaulting Braun Strowman with a steel chair, and then winning the Universal Championship for the second time. We will start with you, Miss Chrissy Love. I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. I'm not even going to lie to you. I um, thought that at least let the Fiend get maybe like two good titles, you know? Give him that. They just giving the Fiend just like rags right now like he's like the stepsister of cinderella because cinderella came back and um yeah i didn't see that coming and um shout out to my uh uh, uh people that did the whole like wrestling uh scorecards because i i did bad on all of payback i did trash 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 <laughs> trash and more trash thank you and good night sir <laughs> I, I I tried to you know to to listen to you guys on the payback predictions and I I I went with my heart and I said Roman Reigns first and then I should have just stuck with my heart. I know. I, I, no, 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 I tried no, no, to try no, no, to follow would, you guys' lead. Our prediction looked like it was going to be okay right. until the last <laughs> forty-five seconds of SmackDown. Mm. Once the Pretty SmackDown much. episode concluded, our picks looked like shit. Pretty, pretty much. I, you know I what? You, 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 I wish you would have put that in the chat and said something like that. Maybe you did not and see it. I don't know. But um, it was too late at that point. We no, we can't yeah. change our pick already. We yeah, done we did the episode. We recorded it already. I know, but it's just like we film on Thursday, so it's not. I fault. know. <laughs> like, just, like we are all, know. we are all for on record of being wrong in the championship match. And SP actually had it right. He did. He did. But our arguments swindled his opinion. It did. You're right. And we're like, we can't win this this soon. He just got back. He I just came. I won't but do But once, once we saw Paul Heyman, it was over. It was over. <sighs> I won't do that for the all-out predictions, but we'll get to what <laughs> happened on SmackDown this week as well. Stat King, what was your thoughts on Roman getting this big win in the main event of Payback? So for those who uh, don't know, generally speaking, or don't watch Dark Power, I stopped watching WWE shortly after, I think, WrestleMania, and uh, completely stopped watching like all YouTube highlights after, I think, Money in the Bank. 
What I will say about what they did is that having payback one week after SummerSlam, I actually watched the ending of SummerSlam, the last two main event matches of SummerSlam, because I thought, because I mean, I kept up with what was happening, you know, through True Heel Heat and all of our different shows, but I thought, why are they having one pay-per-view a week later? Maybe this is going to be something with yeah. They're saying you're never going to see this coming. All right, let me let me pay attention to these last two matches. And you have Roman come back, and I'm like, okay, all right. So now I definitely got to see what's going to happen, at least, with Payback. So I I had a feeling they were going to put the title on him that quickly because you, you need to have, if you're going to have something that jarring happen, it only makes sense to then follow through with it. Why kind of waste the return if you're going to have the match one week later? It was that one week that kind of gave me the idea that Roman's probably winning it because otherwise you could just wait and build out a feud. Yeah. So I will say that as somebody who hasn't watched in a long time, the fact that they were able to get me to watch that in and of itself shows to me at least that, that they did a job well done with this. So that that's my stance on it. I can't can't say I disagree with you, sir. <laughs> also on payback, we had Keith Lee get the huge win over Randy Orton. We saw Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax defeat Bailey and oh Sasha Banks so, to win so the WWE Women's Tag Team Titles. Bobby Lashley defeated Apollo Crews to become the new U.S. Champion, and Big E and Matt Riddle get their first major wins on pay per view. Top guy JJ, you had the probably the most polarizing take on that payback uh, roundtable where you said that Keith Lee uh, didn't gain anything from defeating former 13-time WWE champion Randy Orton. Please explain. I didn't. I didn't get No, I, didn't, I don't think so. I, I, don't, I don't... This is probably the biggest match that he would have on a pay-per-view instantly. Mm. If he doesn't get a shot at the championship in the next like two months, what what is what was the purpose of the win? What was I, I'm just I, I'm really trying to understand the casual fan that sees this new guy Keith Lee comes in and beats Randy Orton, and it wasn't even like a good back and forth match. The shit was six minutes. Mm. So you basically gave me a Monday Night Raw match thrown together on a pay-per-view at 9.30 on, at what, 10.30, excuse me, on Monday Night Raw. And then Keith Lee gets a big, a big victory. Then he gets put in a number one contender's triple threat match. And guess who's the one that is going to clash of champions? Motherfucking Randy Orton. Of course he is. That makes, but, it, it makes sense. But then, all right, he so gains, my thing, I'm, and I'm going to say this, I will take it back if it goes into a good program with somebody stellar like Seth Rollins. If he has a good program, don't give me Keith Lee going after the black championship because we already know what that is. So we already what know if, what title that is. What if, if he go after the dipset piece, what was the purpose of it? Because he was heading that direction anyway. So mm. what, if, uh, what if Randy beats Drew for the title and then Keith Lee is the one who takes it from Randy? Or, or he's just the next one to challenge him. Or, yeah, or he's the next one to challenge that, that story doesn't happen because Keith Lee beats him in a six-minute match at Payback. That doesn't... It doesn't... Like, what does that do? Yes, it does. I, re I, recall, I recall Seth Rollins cashing in on uh, Brock and Roman. And then the very yeah. next night, 
Randy Orton saying, yeah, you did that, but I beat you earlier in the night. This is a story, that, this and, is and a story that they have done many and times. And that's Seth Rollins and They've done yeah. this many times in having someone beat somebody on a pay-per-view before they become champion, and then it leads to them being the number one contender because they beat the champion before they became the champion. Like, All this right. has happened since the beginning of time. And tell me what type of NXT call-up has beaten Randy Orton, because and, you, and you'll, miss, be, you'll be waiting a while before you figure that out. Miss me with the bullshit with comparing that shit to Randy Orton and Seth Rollins, because <laughs> Randy Orton and Seth Rollins' opening match at WrestleMania was fucking fantastic. Yeah, this match but was it not, wasn't. It wasn't about match, the quality it of the match. It was not a good display. That's what I'm saying. Keith Lee is way better than the match that was displayed at a pay per view. Well, he was still learning how to wrestle in that dress. <laughs> that might have been the best comeback <laughs> that I've gotten ever. Since. That might have been the best response. It's 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 not about it's not about the performance. So many NXT call-ups have had great performances. Sami Zayn has had great performances up and down the card. He never beat Randy Orton. Like like it's all about the win. Nobody 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 talks about oh Kevin Owens had three great matches with John Cena back in 2015. You know what they say? Kevin Owens beat John Cena in his first match. That's what they talk about five years Which, later. Again. Five years from now, five years from now, they won't be talking about it was a six-minute match. They'll be talking about Keith Lee beat Randy Orton clean at a pay-per-view. That's what it's all about. Swing it and miss it again because Kevin Owens and John Cena was yet another really good match. But no one talks about uh, that's what I just I literally you're not listening to what I'm saying. You're listening to 20% of what I said and just negating the rest of it. No one talks about them having three great matches. Everyone talks about Kevin Owens defeating John Cena in his first match. It's not about it's not about the performance on the main roster. It's about the result. I don't, even, I don't even remember how good or bad those matches were. Thank I you. just remember Thank Kevin you. winning the first one, Thank you. John getting the John getting the get back, and then the rubber match. That's all, right, all right, you, all right, you're you're all right. Stack King's a great example because he's a casual from the WWE, so we get it. Stack King's a perfect example because he's a casual WWE fan. He doesn't watch WWE all the time, so he's a great example of that. He's not gonna he's not gonna thinking about five years later. Oh, they had three great matches, which they did. He's talking about John, Kevin Owens beat John Cena in his first match. In um, WWE terms, Vince McMahon talks about tells the commentators to comment on Kevin Owens beating John Cena in his first match. I not guess. about the three great like matches. Like I said, let it turn into ever. a good. I'm telling y'all, True Heel Heat 90, I'm letting you know right now, if it turns into a great program and a great series that leads to something special, I will take this back. But I am not believing in the nobody, book. Nobody remembers that Chris Jericho cheated to beat Austin and Rock in the same night. They I only do. remember that. He, well, okay. The, the, the majority of people. Majority. They only remember, You're talking about they only remember that Jericho beat Austin and Rock in the same in the same night because that's all he says when he brings it up. He doesn't say I used a chair. <laughs> no, he says he's the first ever undisputed champion, and that he beat Austin and Rock in the same, in the same damn night. night. Yeah. I get he, it. He, let, he, let it's let more it. important that he beat the two top stars in the same night, not that okay. he was the first undisputed champion. I'm completely unsatisfied. <laughs> So let the booking satisfy me. Right now, I'm not. What the fuck? 
I doubt I doubt you will ever say you were wrong here. But uh, without we got to get Chrissy Love's comments on the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax before we move on. What was your thoughts on that tag team title match, Chrissy? I don't get it. I don't understand it. Stupid. Um, yeah, I hated it. Again, I did very bad on that whole pay-per-view. Oh, I sucked Crash. ass on payback with you. Sucked. I mean, just trash. Just I think I won like one match with you. I think we both won the same match. I think we both won the Lashley match and that was it. Exactly. I think that is the, the, exactly. Out of that whole pay-per-view, that's the only match I probably won. Trash. Throw the whole pay-per-view in the garbage. I, I did predict that one correctly. Wait, wait, well, are gentlemen. you mad that the pay-per-view was actually pretty decent? Or were you just mad that the matches just didn't go in our favor? That part, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, some of y'all some of y'all were drinking way too much on that pay-per-view roundtable. Because some of y'all rated that pay-per-view better than SummerSlam. And it was not better than SummerSlam. Um, I don't think well, it was better than First of all, I didn't rate it. I didn't rate SummerSlam, so... I, no, I, no, no, no. I didn't say you. I said some of you on that roundtable. You are a representative of that roundtable, so you you have to... We're, you're the only one that I could say. You are I, a part of the roundtable. Sorry. I, I, I accept that there was definitely a whole lot of drinking on that roundtable. <laughs> a ton of it. Absolutely. And then they asked me this question about four cups in, and my cups are strong. No, no, no. <laughs> and mind you, if you saw that, if you saw that, if you saw that beginning of the roundtable... I introduced all three drinks, and none of them were chasers. That's true. That is but true. we have to we have to give it up for Romeo with the quote of the roundtable. Tell the fine people where they can find you at you. At you. <laughs> yo, I don't know what he was doing. Like yo, he was taking ridiculous shots for no reason. I was like, I don't know if you're just trying to keep up with the drinking, but this is what we well, does. We does I mean, true, we does true hill heat for like two hours. He's yeah. on this round table and he is, yo, he is talking with his eyes behind his eyeballs <laughs> for like the last 45 minutes. In, Rome, in Romeo's defense, he was probably very just concerned that if somebody from WWE was watching that round table, they would go to Vince and say, look, this guy Ness is not going to believe that yeah. Roman is a heel unless we had him <laughs> shoot a Make-A-Wish kid in the face. And Romeo, yo, I, has, to, yo. Romeo has to defend anything that WWE does. Yo, I, I thought yeah. that as, like, I oh, no, how do I defend them having Roman <laughs> shoot I thought this was going to be the question that SP was going to hit us with, was with the battle between Ness and I. Like, I, I thought that was going to be it. Right. I'll, save that, I'll save that for the next round well, table you guys are on. But yeah, I, I don't like them being champion. Um, I, I don't understand it. I thought they were going to have like their own little feud against each other again, and, and Raw Underground. So I, them being champion and like diverting it from off of Sasha and Bailey, I know that they were going to lose them eventually, but I figured that they would at least go against each other when they would face each other having a belt together still. Love Makes sense. How 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 will we, we will never forget the ending of that match? That was well, a, I mean, yeah. That was a great ending and made Shayna look great. But we have to move really? on, guys. She hasn't uh, looked that good you know, since she's been there. Hey, yo, better Sasha late than never. Choked Bailey out. That was fucking classic. Better late than never. So we have to move on to New Japan Pro Wrestling Summer Struggle in Jenku. Uh, we got to give it up for Tom Conahue once again, who contributed to our roundtable for that one. And it had Tensuyo Naito defeating Evil to become, once again, the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Champions. Yes, I was right on that one. Everyone else on True Hill, he 89 was wrong. Um, 
So <laughs> I will go to Stat King. He joined us on our one of our last New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, roundtables. What was your thoughts on Naito getting the titles back? And what did you think about Evil's title run? Obviously, I love Naito getting the titles back. Uh, I think that it could have been something that they delayed a little bit. I think it could have been giving him a little bit more time with the belt. But however, however at the same time, it does solidify him. The, pr- the purpose behind it was solidifying him as the top guy currently in Bullet Club in New Japan. So for that purpose, that's great because they don't know when Jay White's going to get back. They don't know when Kenta's going to get back. So they need to have a top heel leading Bullet Club in New Japan. So for that purpose, I think it worked. And uh, the match itself was great. So I, I think all in all, it was a, it was a good, good job done on everybody's part. I will say it was much it was much better than their match at Dominion in my opinion and on yeah. uh, Evil's title run was similar to Naito's title run of 2016 when he won the New Japan Cup and defeated Okada they gave him one big show to kind of show that he can be a draw and be in the main event against Ishii and then he lost it right back to Okada it's wow. all about in New Japan when you when you're one of what I think it's one of seven guys in the past 7 years that have held the IWGP heavyweight <laughs> title like your first run has to be solidifying you and then your next run you can actually go on a run hopefully Naito will finally get his run because he still hasn't got it four years later but this was a nice moment for him with the fireworks and everything what was your thought on the uh, main event of Summer Struggle with Top Guy JJ I'm tired of being wrong about New Japan like Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Like, it's like, yo, it's like, yo, you know what? This is why I love New Japan so much, because I literally, I feel like I'm on the Joker ride at Six Flags every fucking, every event. Like, they fucking flip me and swerve me and spin me, and, and I got a fucking headache, and then my stomach starts. I'm like, come on. Like, yo, can I get, can, can I act like, can I look like I actually know something about this fucking place? Can I live? <laughs> Like, like, damn, I'm getting, I'm getting the Chrissy level with New Japan, man. Hey, but it, 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 wow. it, it was phenomenal, <laughs> yo. But I'm mad the fact that it took her like 47 seconds to catch up to what I just said. <laughs> she was just yeah. laughing with me, and then she just kind of like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Why you taking not me? <laughs> oh, whatever. Picking, picking no, on but I, I mean, I, I'm happy for Naito because we were just having a debate about who fans have it worse. So I'm happy for Naito. I, I just hope that evil is just not out of the picture going forward. And that character change results in future championships going forward because I love the change. I love the turnaround. I just hope that this is a story that goes on for quite some time because... Like I said, I'm ready to get flipped and spun some more. <laughs> yes, Naito did announce after the match that now that he has the titles back, he will be trying to defend them separately. So we could potentially see Evil maybe win back the, just the IC title this time around, but we'll have yeah. to wait and see. Also on the show, you had Suzuki versus Shingo in one of the best matches from New Japan all year as Suzuki be- defeated uh, Shingo to become the never open weight champion. 
It was big guys just beating the crap out of each other. And Minoru Suzuki is amazing for 52 years old. He's putting on a, such a great year in 2020. Uh, Ishimori defeated Hiromu to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. We also had in probably the biggest upset in New Japan all year, Tori Yano pinned Kazuka Okada to become the first ever King of Pro Wrestling 2020 champion. Zack Sabre. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. Like you yes. now now you get what I mean by Joker flipped. Like I I'm telling you, like this shit, like I never what? thought Okada would be losing. <laughs> yo, the, like yo, this this title was created for Okada, and then they just said, nah, 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 hold on, hold on. You think you know what the fuck y'all talking about, but y'all have no idea. It's I called think... year twenty twenty. That it's was that was kind of the theme of Southern Struggle. We just had a bunch of surprise uh, finishes. One that wasn't too much of a surprise, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taishi defeated uh, Koto Obushi and Hiroshi Tadashi. Hiroshi Tadashi to defend the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team titles. You can get a full review of Summer Struggle and Jenku once again on our pay-per-view roundtable that's up on the channel right now. AEW Dynamite, which we missed from Thursday, August 27th. It had Hangman Page cost the Young Bucks the tag that God bless you. Had Hangman Page cost the uh, Young Bucks the Tag Team Gauntlet, which was later won by FTR for them to become the number one contenders for the Tag Team title titles then the young bucks kicked kenny uh hangman page out of the elite once and for all in still the best storyline in professional wrestling we will definitely get into it more when we talk about aew dynamite from this past wednesday as well as the all-out review this uh that episode also had sammy Guevara defeat uh matt hardy in a tables match john moxley and mjf also signed their contract for the world title match at all out smackdown like top guy jj said uh uh, the final 30 seconds was the most compelling of the show as Roman Reigns reveals his alliance with Paul Heyman, as well as this show also had the return of Sami Zayn to confront IC champion Jeff Hardy with his own okay. IC icy strap this is your land of opportunity over there on Smackdown Miss Chrissy Love what was your thoughts on Sami Zayn's return I actually am very excited about Sami Zayn coming back because again he was gone you know due to whole cult you know, the whole COVID thing, and you guys took his title away. Technically, he still should be champion. So, therefore, this is a great feud and a great argument, and I'm looking forward to this. I hope that Sammy gets a good run that he deserves, and, you know, go from there. I'm excited for it. I was, I, I kind of fanned out when I said I was like, oh, you know, like that. He was looking very scruffy. Very yeah, scruffy. Love, I, I would definitely tell you this one actually definitely deserves an episode of SmackDown with the Lynches. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. This was actually one of the best episodes of SmackDown in a long time. Yes. It was a very noteworthy SmackDown, that's for sure. I'm under the weather, so but yes, you'll get the episode, don't worry. Also, we had an AEW top star make an appearance on SmackDown in the WWE Thunderdome, as Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Omega's image was used during the uh, the this edition of SmackDown in a very funny, funny uh, type of thing where Kenny did go on Twitter and said, I thought nobody would notice. But uh, mm -hmm. also, 
also we have seen over the last two weeks the return of one of my favorite things on the WWE Network, Talking Smack. After uh, almost two years of it being gone, it's made its return. Uh, the last couple of weeks have been hosted by Caleb Braxton and The Miz, and the star of the show has really been Big E, discussing uh, for, on the first week Kofi Kingston's treatment following his WWE title reign and how Kofi never got another opportunity in the main event or for the WWE title, and whether he should be more serious during his singles run. Very passionate promos on both shows by Big E. What are your thoughts on Big E's push and his promos on Talking Smack, Top Guy, JJ? Love, love it. I love it. Like, this is what I like. SmackDown, SmackDown's doing, they're, they're making some strides. Like, I, I, I think, like, they, they've been struggling for months. Like, SmackDown has been in the mud for months. And this Big E push and what's happening with Roman Reigns and what's what's happening with that universal title picture and that like Biggie's talking smack little promos and what it's yeah. almost like he's being told he needs to change, but he is yeah. voicing that he doesn't need to change, but he's changing as his promos are happening. Mm-hmm. Like it it's just a thing of beauty to see. Like I love the fact that he's getting a character attached to him. That is not this happy-go-lucky, and then his in-ring performance with Sheamus at Payback was fucking awesome. Mm. Like, like, it, like it, it's like it's coming together. Like, yep. it's coming together. Like, you, you, I, I, look, look. He, it was listen, good. Let it, let it, he it was can, good. He can hate all he want. He can hate I'm all he want. That was a damn I'm not good. hating. You overpraise stuff. You either, it was a either, damn good match. You're either overly for, for, critical for two, stuff or you overrate them. I'm just saying. For two mid-card guys, that was a damn good outing that they had. Now you you it's can good. mid you could tear it how it was a good outing. They had a yeah. good work rate. Their chemistry was good. Biggie looked really good. Like I like I mean everybody I know our roundtable definitely concurred on that, and that was one of the first we, things. We've well, said us, yeah, we're drinking. Nobody really we've got drunk. Nobody. <laughs> that was, that was the okay. So that was the second match on the card. So people weren't drunk yet. No, y'all were y'all were drunk way before y'all even pressed play. So like, don't even start. Um, raw. We also. <laughs> yeah, right no, now. listen, listen, listen. Stop taking all of these shots because I'm gonna keep defending it. And this <laughs> podcast will never end. <laughs> no, he's trying no. to make another. He's trying to make another three hour show. No, he's no, trying. He's no, trying no. to push the button, Stat King. I'm trying he's to move trying, on. and trying he got to... this little Luther Vandross voice on right now because he got to keep the temper down. You know what I mean? Your motherfucking honestly, slip. I'm honestly just trying to move on to Monday Night Raw, where we had Randy Orton defeat Keith Lee and Seth Rollins in a triple threat match to become number one contender for Drew McIntyre's WWE title at Clash of the Cha- of Clash of Champions. Uh, Alistair Black continued his heel run, uh, attack. Kevin Owens once again we had sadly the iconic split after losing a match against the riot squad and aces and five eights why like help me understand that I, I I need you to help me too because I I don't get that one either I was like they get broken up because of fucking uh, 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 riot squad yeah, it was it's it's, stupid it makes no sense well i mean please enlighten me please tell me if you know anything I'll the, reasoning, take- the reasoning behind the iconic split is apparently vince mcmahon is high on peyton royce and as she is seen as one of the future, really 
but whatever. She is seen as one of the future stars for the women's division, along with Bianca Belair. So Vince McMahon only sees a future in Peyton Royce, doesn't really see that in Billy Clay. And if you know Vince, you know if he sees one tag team, one member of a tag team very well, they're going to split. So that's what happened on Raw out of nowhere with that's no belt. It is. Like you can't have the iconic, and they're two annoying people. Hey, it happens. Retribution, aka Isis. Retribution was not iconic. <laughs> Retribution makes their present known as well on Monday Night Raw as they attacked the Street Profits, Andrade and Selena Vega. Uh, before we get into what happened on Impact. Before we get to what happened on Impact, Zach King, what's your thoughts on Retribution? I know you haven't seen much of them, but what you've seen of Retribution, what's your thoughts? We ask every guest this question. Oh, God. Uh, I just... <laughs> so, Sorry. Sorry. I like the, I like the aces and five-eighths thing, um, but <laughs> what, doesn't, what doesn't make sense to me is I read that going forward, they're going to be exclusive to Raw, which defeats the entire purpose of a group that breaks rules. I've read something else, but go ahead. It's just, see, okay, here's my problem. Here's my problem, okay? I see things. I see things. You can't be serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I see things like Roman coming back, and I watch that, and I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. I see uh, him aligning himself with Heyman. I see the payback thing, and I'm like, wow, you know, maybe there is something. And then I find out that a faction that breaks the rules and we don't know who they are. So they, we don't, as a lawyer, like what contract are they under? Like what contract did they sign? (laughs) And you're telling me that they're now going to be exclusive to one brand. So, and then so, I'm like, oh, so I don't really need to watch this, actually. So, no, I so, the, so the crew that loots and fucks shit up is contractually obligated to be yeah. on one night. They're now going to be exclusive to Raw, and that just that just confuses and me. And you have nerve to tell me to have faith in Keith Lee's booking? <laughs> hey, I, like, I have more faith in that than retribution. Like, come on! <laughs> They're supposed to be come fuck shit up, leave and yep. disturb shit. They are anti WWE employees, and now they're yep. exclusive to Raw. The only, the only, the only way that I, it kind of makes sense to me is if this is a weird long con of Vince intentionally leaking that news just to be a dick. And just to swerve people and say, no, 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 they're actually on everything. Because to your point, you just said they're supposed to fuck shit up and leave. And that yep. sounds a lot like a t-shirt that somebody's wearing. So, I mean, there's... No, I mean, no, I'm that, totally... That's, I'm totally... that's giving too much credit to Vince, but... I'm totally good on Roman joining Retribution. No, he doesn't need that. He, he doesn't need that at all. Uh, Impact Wrestling is the last thing that we missed on Impact. The big news coming out of there is Eric Young, the former WWE talent, the former leader of Sanity, defeats Eddie Edwards to become the new Impact World Champion. We also saw Tennille Dashwood return to Impact, as well as Johnny Bravo proposes to Rosemary to end Russell House. Top... Uh, Stat King, Impact Wrestling is your home. You review it every single week on Dark Power. What was your thoughts on Eric Young winning the world title? Uh, it made it made sense to me. I like how they did it. I think that coming out of Slammiversary, you had one of two ways to go. Either Eddie Edwards was going to be champion for a long time, or he was, in essence, just going to be a transitional champion. 
Uh, I don't know whether or not they're going to now move Eric Young after maybe a rematch with uh, with, with Eddie Edwards to Rich Swan, who is allegedly retired. I don't know if that's the plan, or they're going to have Rich Swan maybe come back after Bound for Glory. But I think that they they kind of telegraphed it that Eric Young should be winning this title, and they pulled it off very well because last week I was saying it, last week. Um, Eddie Edwards defended against Sammy Callahan, and after the match, he was attacked by Eric Young, and Eric and, and Eddie Edwards said, I'll give you a match right now for mm. the world title. And Eric Young said, no, we're going to do this on my time, and we're going to do it next week. And in the review of Dark Power, I said, well, that doesn't make any sense, because you know Eddie Edwards has just gone through a grueling match. Why not take advantage of it? So in, with that in mind, I was like, they, they have to be giving Eric Young that moment, and so I thought it was a, it was a good decision. Yes, I agree with you. Eric Young has been one of the best heels in the business since his return to Impact Wrestling, especially with the uh, Rich Juan feud. So I'm looking forward to see what he could do with the title. Uh, then we got to move on to top news, and the top news story in professional wrestling is Brock Lesnar, or Brock Lesnar. <laughs> becomes a free agent over the weekend wwe removed brock lesnar's merchandise from their website which raised a wow. lot of eyebrows then it was revealed on monday by mike johnson of pw insider that lesnar is currently a free agent with his last wwe contract expiring after wrestlemania 36 match against drew mcintyre pw insider also mentioned that wwe and lesnar were to uh were negotiating a new deal but the these discussions were put on hold with the current pandemic. WrestleVotes then reported that the feeling within WWE is when fans return, WWE will offer Brock a deal that he cannot refuse to return. Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer Radio confirmed that this is not the first time that this has happened with Brock. We've talked about it before as well. Brock has done this on several occasions when his deal expires. Meltzer also reported that WWE have a certain time frame to sell Brock's merchandise dice after his deal is up which is why it was removed over the weekend which people a lot of people within the know in the wrestling community and the wrestling journalist uh business did not even know that brock was a free agent it was only because of the merchandise being removed ufc's dana white and bellatoy scott Coger both expressed interest in bringing brock back to the mma world ufc wants to do brock versus john jones while bellator wants to do brock versus fedor and there is no real rush to bring Brock back to the WWE at this point due to the current state during this whole pandemic. So what are your thoughts on Brock Lesnar becoming a free agent? We will start with you, Miss Chrissy Love. I mean, he's, this is not like the first nor last time this will happen. You know that that's Vince's man. So he'll probably take a break. He's on the farm chilling. It's, like, it's the whole, we're in a pandemic right now. He's chilling. Like, he ain't in no rush to go back anywhere. He likes being by himself secluded in the middle of nowhere. So he come back, he come back. Like, And I'm sure everyone will fan out and have a great time. So, I mean, I, if he goes to MMA, that's even great, too. Take a break. Go up. He has the option of doing that. He does. That's what he's been always doing. He's always been exclusive to doing things his way. And, you know, hey, I'm, when he comes back, he comes back. Only time will tell. What do you right. guys uh, go to you, Top Guy JJ? Do you believe there is a possibility that Brock could return to the MMA world? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. 
Absolutely. It could be a one-off. I mean, <clears throat> he, he he's done things like that. He could do a one-off, get a fight, and get a fight or two in here or there, and just come right back to the WWE. Like, that's where his money is at. That's where his paychecks are coming from. Like, Brock Lesnar ain't going to no other company. He ain't going to no other federation. He ain't going to AEW. He ain't going to NWA. He ain't going to, he ain't going nowhere else. He is a WWE right. MMA lifer. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, like, the amount of money that it would take to lure Brock Lesnar from the WWE, it just ain't even worth it. Like, it, it literally, you would probably have to throw, like, 10 mil a year at him. And he would probably give you a handful of appearances. Like, what company is doing that? There's no wrestling company that's doing that. They would rather take that 10 mil and get 20 new talents and make careers out of so many other people. Instead of getting a couple of appearances from Brock Lesnar. So Brock Lesnar ain't going nowhere. He's just going exactly as Chrissy said. Take a break. Spend some time with his wife. And just chill. Chill for a minute. That's what Brock does. You know? This is what he does. So if he does, like Chrissy Love said, does does return to WWE, when do you see him returning, Stat King? If he does return, hopefully if we have fans by then, the Rumble. Mm, you think the Royal cool. Rumble he'll be uh, that or yeah that or the night after WrestleMania 37. Mm, I I actually would be interested in that. That would be that'd but if be he nice thing. If he does go to UFC or Bellator, he better hope he wins because he's gonna have a tough fight if he goes up against John Bon Jones. And if he loses, if he loses to Bones, that WWE check is a lot smaller. Ooh. I, I have to agree with you there. On the flip side, if he wins... Oh, well, I mean... Hey. If he <laughs> wins, Vince well, is going to be mad because that increase is going to be in the hundreds of percent. Well, well it's going to be in the hundreds of percent only because AEW has... Uh, well, Chris Jericho, at least, thinks that AEW could potentially... Uh, he thinks it would be a good idea to, for them to sign him. And we know Brock is going to open discussions with AEW, UFC, and Bellator. So that's going to make Vince up the price because Vince is scared to death of anybody going anywhere oh, yeah, besides yeah, him. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, 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 I would kind of, I would probably, if I would, if I were Vince in that position, I would call a bluff if I was, if I was AEW. Yeah, pay him all that money for a couple of appearances. I, I, I'd call they, a bluff. They, like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, you like, want to offer him seven, eight million dollars? Go ahead. Go ahead. Give it to him. AEW, AEW would be would be breaking the bank if they. Yeah, were they're not. They, the and AEW is moving. AEW going places, man. They don't need that shit. Have to. I can't agree with you guys for there. Uh, <laughs> However, that, Orange Orange Cassidy hitting that Superman punch on. Brock Lesnar would be amazing. No. Yeah. Give me, give me orange versus Brock all day, every day. That shit ain't worth seven, eight million dollars, though. I'm just saying, man. Shit ain't I mean, worth it. It's not, it's and you know, if Brock Lesnar make a couple of appearances, that shit ain't gonna be against no Orange Cassidy. Yep. Hey, you, you never know. You never know how AEW thinks. Uh, we got to move on <laughs> yeah, to true. more stuff on WWE, WWE and USA Network considering moving NXT off of Wednesdays. The Wednesday Night War. 
could potentially be over. According to a new uh, rumor from Russell Vogt's Twitter account, it looks like the Wednesday Night Wars could be coming to an end. There have been ongoing talks within WWE to move NXT off of Wednesday nights. The tweet read, over the past month or so, discussions have transpired regarding NXT moving off of Wednesday nights. No decision in imminent, however, talks are ongoing. The numbers over the next two weeks might have some impact on this decision. Following up from this, Fightful Select reported that the idea of NXT moving nights was originally pitched by the USA Network months back. Fightful reports that although USA has faith and a strong relationship with WWE, they have, are not as committed to NXT going head-to-head with AEW Dynamite as WWE is because it costs the show viewership. Duh. In support of that idea, the past few two weeks with NXT running unopposed has helped benefit the show's numbers greatly, with it scoring, uh, I think, in the top three ratings over the last two weeks, including uh, this week, but we'll get to the ratings shortly. Like the Russell Bowles uh, report, they also confirmed that the Tuesday night NXT episodes will affect these ongoing discussions. So what are your guys' thoughts on WWE and USA potentially moving NXT off of of Wednesdays. We'll start with you, Top Guy JJ. Fucking hate it. Like, it, it, like it's come. I, I don't want to go back to four nights of wrestling a week. Like, what the fuck? Like, this shit was perfect, Joe. Get the dark power reaction from John in a twenty-five minute snippet. <laughs> Barely get a glimpse of Monday Night Raw. Be locked in for Wednesdays. Maybe catch a few minutes of SmackDown. Now it's like, oh god, here we four nights again. I mean, I'm good. Just, like, come on, bro. You just, like, you can just stop watching Raw and SmackDown. Oh, so I mean, yeah, that's I mean, it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, I guess it's the lifer in me. I guess I, I've been watching that shit for like 20 years, so I guess it's hard to just be like, here, I'm just stop watching it. I can get mad at them, but it's like it's hard. It's 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 fucking hard. Like I grew up with this shit. <laughs> But at the same time, it's like, damn, four nights, and then, yo, it was always awesome to compare the two shows, and now I have to have a whole night of thoughts about NXT, and then a whole night of thoughts about AEW, and then think of, I like thinking on the fucking moment, which one is better, like, not a whole collective brain process, this is too much wrestling thoughts, man, like, can I get a break? Hey, hey, the break is you get one day in between. Uh, would you watch NXT more on a different night? We'll start. We'll actually ask this question to Stat King since he isn't watching NXT that much. Would you be more interested in watching NXT if it was on a different night besides Wednesday? I don't. I don't watch NXT at all. So, um, actually, I probably I probably would be more interested in watching it if it were on a different night. Uh, I mean, I'll just be, I'll be most sad because I just made that new theme for Romeo and Chris and it would work it would work because then it would give you the night off from doing impact and they can review impact and NXT on Tuesdays, Tuesday that night true. warriors. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, would this affect the image of WWE if they moved off of Wednesdays effectively giving AEW the win in the Wednesday night wars to you, Miss Chrissy Love? Um, let's see. I actually w- like them taking it off the day. Um, I don't mind it. Uh, like JJ, <laughs> but um, it's more for. I actually don't mind it. I actually am happy that they want to move it so that they can get their ratings because they're not winning much days in ratings. They're winning 
ratings when they're not on with someone else, when they're not competing with the other brand. So, kind of torn. I don't mind it. But on Tuesday, I liked it when everything was Monday, Tuesday, and then we had a break to maybe like Sunday or, or whatever day the next one was. We had Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Did we not have that like like that before? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Because SmackDown was on Tuesdays. Right. So I mean, if we leave it, well, then damn, that is four days of wrestling. You're right. I mean, I don't mind it. I mean, I'll still tune in. I'll still catch it. Like, like I, if not, I'll record and I'll watch it over the weekend. Like, and or catch up when I have to do our podcast. Like, whatever. <laughs> um. But to you, uh, Stag King, I ask you this one: uh, Do you think it would hurt WWE's image if they had to move off of Wednesdays? In the, I think it would hurt. I think it would hurt. It hurts their image in the eyes of hardcore fans. Casual fans don't care to begin with, but in <laughs> the eyes of hardcore fans, I think they would because you are the the the, the most pure wrestling show that they had or have is supposed to be NXT. Mm. If that is losing to AEW, which it has been in ratings for weeks. And now you're finally, in essence, tapping out and saying, "Okay, we're going to move to a different day." And it's not even—it's you, you, like, you are admitting defeat. You are admitting defeat. But what if it's the network that's saying, "Hey, guys, maybe we should just make you leave"? Like, if the network is telling you you got to go, you got to go. But no, no, that's still, that's still, no, that's still bad because yeah. what that shows is that you that the product that WWE is putting out is not strong enough to have the network put out a better out. product. Because you, okay, you also, that makes sense. That, Chrissy, I, can, I can get that. Chris, you also have to take into account that W that AEW never wanted to be on Wednesdays. They originally took out the name Tuesday Night Dynamite because they wanted to go on Tuesday. But when they were picked up by TNT, TNT mm-hmm. wouldn't allow them on Tuesdays because that's when they do the NBA. The NBA, right, Thursday. right. They yeah. had to go to Wednesdays. NXT was the one that chose to move a show from the WWE Network to Network. USA to hurt their to hurt AEW's ratings. So for it them hurts. for right. them to, to 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 then have to move nights because they decided to to go up against AEW, yeah, it's gonna hurt their image. Can you, I, it, can you that's imagine? No question. Can you imagine how much? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, just to say, can you can you imagine how much Vince's blood will boil if they have to move <laughs> NXT? No, no. Yeah. When, how much it'll boil when when they have the first post uh, uh, breakup uh, episode with Chris Jericho's demo god promo? Can you imagine how pissed off? <laughs> oh, <you're doing>? no, <laughs> that's actually Yo. very genius, to be honest. Um, I'm scared for it. Can't wait. Oh. <laughs> it's like the bully picking the fucking fight. And then he gets slapped around, and he's like, "You know what? Let me move to the next block." <laughs> like, 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 what the hell? Like, you're gonna move a whole night because you can't beat the new coming company? Yeah. You're supposed WWE to be the WWE. WWE. Like, WWE would be its own version of the chicken shit heel, the way that they put out chicken shit heels. No, 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 no. Yeah. This is this is this is this is the Wait, true. But this is the no. This is not a chicken shit heel because heels do some. You know, we, we tend to like heels, right? This is some. <laughs> this is some bitch shit. No, this is this is basically Debo in Friday, and uh, and, wow. and, and AEW Dynamite is Craig. Oh, yeah, 
<laughs> pretty much. Um, but we have to, speaking of which, we have to talk about WWE, NXT, Super Tuesday, and the go-home to All Out on AEW Dynamite. Both, both shows were not on the same night this week. A, uh, NXT was on Tuesdays because the NHL was on USA Network on Wednesday, while AEW Dynamite was finally back on Wednesday after two weeks. And we have to, we have the ratings numbers. So Chrissy Love, hit the drums. So for WWE NXT on Tuesday, they had 849,000 viewers in the top five ratings for the show for the entire year. Wow. Wow, AEW Dynamite back on Wednesday nights unopposed by NXT finished with 928,000 views. Yes, they are up tremendously from 813 on Thursday night, the, the, five, the previous week. So here's the problem with here's the, pro- here's the problem with moving the Tuesday nights for NXT is that no matter what, they are going to get paired with AEW. So whether you increase and go up to 812,000 on a Tuesday when AEW does damn near a million viewers, Mm -hmm. you still going to look like the little bitch that moved to the side and you got Big Daddy putting on his Tims and kicking you off the block. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not only getting kicked off the block, but you're not even performing better. Like, like... you know, how, many, how, many, how many how many shitty how many shitty thrones Cody's gonna keep breaking over and over again on TV? It's good. <laughs> like, oh my god, like yo, and it, how how do you recover from that if you're gonna move over a night and then still don't even unopposed even get higher viewers than the show that you left and they're now growing to a point where you still can't even touch them on a new night. Hey, hey, hey NXT hey, listen, listen. I got I got your silver lining, NXT. You heard Impact's ratings because Impact had 155,000 viewers on Access TV the previous week. This week only had 102,000 viewers. So they hurt Impact in a way. And I'm all for, I, me, myself, personally, I'm all for NXT moving nights because I will say it was much easier to enjoy both shows this week. Yeah! So- so, on WWE NXT, we had a very good Fatal 4-Way Iron Man match to determine ah! the NXT champion, or so we thought. Finn Balor and Adam Cole both finished in a tie with two falls apiece, which sets up a sudden death match next week on NXT Super Tuesday 2, 2, 2, uh, to determine the new NXT champion, Swerve Scott. Right, right, Breeze- yeah, I feel the same way, JJ, keep going, uh-huh, sorry. Zango and Swerve Scott defeated Legato Del Fantasma in a street fight. We had Timothy Thatcher defeat Bronson Reed with help from Austin Theory, and Rhea Ripley challenges Mercedes Martinez in a steel cage match for next week's Super Tuesday 2. AEW Dynamite finished off the show with MJF bloodying John Moxley with the Dynamite Diamond Ring following Moxley's win over his lawyer. We had an intense and compelling promo uh, with uh, FTR, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Page following Hangman's ousting from the Elite to set up their tag team title match for All Out. The Young Bucks showed a new aggressive side to themselves as they and Jurassic Express defeated SCU and Private Party to set up a tag team match for All Out. We had Thunder Rosa make her AEW debut, defeating Serena Deeb, the former Straightest Society member, in a very good contest. Proud and Powerful defeated Best Friends in a street fight, and Dr. Goat Baker lays out Big Swole. (laughs) 
ahead of their match at All Out Buy-In, which will be a tooth and nail match. It is going to be a cinematic match. I broke this news on uh, All Elite Recap this week, but the reason for this match being on the buy-in and people were disappointed by this is because this match will be a cinematic match taking place in Goat Baker's dentist's office. I'm all for it. But what was the better show for the week this week? I will start with you, Top Guy JJ. I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna go. It's hard to go against an Iron Man match. Like it, it, it's hard to go against that. Like it was actually pretty good. Like it, it was actually pretty good. The Iron Man match was pretty good, even though it tends to have some dud, dud, dud spots. I'm going with AEW. Like I, I'm just going with it. Like like I, like that ending. When I mean pissed me off. Oh my, okay. So we're on the same the page. The ending to the match of the Iron Man, like, oh. what a fucking waste. Yep. Like, like, like come on. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. And first of all, that, that count was fast as fuck. Because Adam didn't, they, they didn't roll each other over on time or fucking do the spot on time. They they that count was fucking lightning quick. Let's talk about that. He had two seconds to make the shit, and he got the three in two seconds. Like, like let's talk about it. <sighs> Eight, I, 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 one thing I'm starting to get a little disappointed with AEW is Chris Jericho's matches. Like, Chris Jericho, I either think he needs to start getting heavier into cardio because he is, he, he, he's, he's losing his, his, his ring savvy. Is he like looking he's a ring tired? general. He, he's looking like he can't do what he usually does in the ring. Like, he looks slower. He looks... He looks he like looks he's getting blown up. Like, he's blowing up. He looks it. Like... It's one thing to get bigger, but to still be able to do the same stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's losing that that ring skill that made him so crafty in the ring, and and that that's the only knock that I kind of had. Like I love I love the edge that the young bucks have. I I love the build up to all out. I love the f- I love that how strong they made MJF look at the end of the night. Like that to me was fucking awesome. Like that was a savage beatdown, and that the way he, he tongue lashed that fucking lawyer in the back was fucking was fucking epic. Mm-hmm. I just genuinely like I honestly I just genuinely have more fun watching AEW. Like I, I literally do. Like even when they put on an Iron Man match with the what they call the Mount Rushmore of NXT. But you know, I'm going AEW. Miss Chrissy Love, what was the better show for you this week? Um, so question, Iron Man match, you have, whoever gets the most falls is the winner? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so, was a little thrown off by that, but I hated the ending. Thought the, the match was slow at, bit, at certain points, but I hated the ending of it, because now we have to wait a, yet another week for someone to be champ. Why do we have to wait another week? Like, what is the suspense? Why you just can give us that person last week, I mean, on Tuesday, and then they can def- have their first defense against one of those guys that was in the match or whatever i mean that would have made more sense to me but now we have to have them go on a, a, a another match like it, it made it made no it's you something that was like built and was what we were so excited for this was like meh 
at the ending. Like the ending just it destroyed the whole Iron Man match for me. I'm sorry. Um, I I just didn't understand. I'm like, so you made me sit here for a whole hour and watch these guys, you know, and I have no ending now. Like it's like it's the never ending story for WWE. It's like this is what you guys like to do. Piss people off and give us these matches and make us do more to where we have to wait yet again. I'm going with AEW, friend. Uh, Stat King, I know you probably didn't watch NXT this week, did you? I didn't watch it, but I did read it. And my question, I mean, normally I don't. The, the concept of a fatal four-way where you can have disqualifications and, and there, there's no disqualification no. and count-out, and an Ironman match where disqualification and count-outs will count for points, that part didn't like make sense to me at first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I thought if you were gonna if they were gonna have a tie then or, or two people who were tied in falls, you would then in essence restart the match but only have them two be in it and go final fall, like final fall to a finish. Or what Chrissy's saying about having uh, you know, maybe have somebody have three falls, two and then somebody does two, and then the person has two is the first uh, challenger the next week. Right. Um but for me, uh, I, I mean, I, I like the AEW show, but obviously it's, that, that's what I watch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. We, we, so, Stat King, so, so we, got, we got the tie. We got the tie mm -hmm. for the Iron Man match at 9.59. Yep. They argued at 10 o'clock. Yep. And then they made the match at 10.01. I, yep. I can't. I can't believe I'm saying this, but you guys are way too critical of NXT. I I am going to give this win pretty easily to WWE NXT this week because AEW Dynamite put on the weakest go home show that they have ever put on for any pay per view. I didn't, I didn't that, know. That is, that is actually so very I didn't know, cool. if, I, that I didn't was know if I was able to just go jump straight into Dynamite, but I agree with you 100. percent that was one, and that was also one of the worst episodes of AEW Dynamite the entire year. That was the it had the worst main event I have ever seen from AEW Dynamite because that lawyer that MJF has, I felt bad for him. I did not feel any type of reason for me to root on John Boxley, who is by far one of the best baby faces in professional wrestling today. Um, but I felt bad for the lawyer because the lawyer they never gave you a chance to hate the lawyer enough to want to see him get beat up by John Moxley. So it didn't make sense for that match to be five fucking minutes. I didn't understand why that was so long. Um, the opening match was good, but they botched the finish with uh, Best Friends and Proud and Powerful. The eight-man tag was really good because of the Young Bucks and their storytelling. Like I said, um, the, the segment for the tag team titles was the best thing on the show. The layers to this Hangman Page elite storyline, I call it the Saga of the Elite, the Ballad of, MJ, of uh, Hangman Page, is the most compelling storyline in all of professional wrestling. So that was the highlight of the show. MJF and the way they put him over in the end was great and he was great the whole entire night but why have blood in that final segment if Chris Jericho is bloody and John Joey Janela for no reason I'm yes. not too critical of Joe of J Chris Jericho in the ring especially with that match because it only got three minutes and it just had me left with just asking the question who did Joey Janela piss off backstage because that's how I felt after watching the match because I was like Joey Janela is the same guy that went 50-50 with Cody Rhodes Kenny Omega 
Omega and John Moxley, and he loses to Chris Jericho in three minutes. So that made no fucking sense. It's the worst, and and I'm only saying this because they've had stellar go home shows. The go home yeah. show, for Full Gear, had that fun ass brawl between the Elite and the Inner Circle. The go home show for Revolution had this the uh, weigh in between Jericho and Moxley. The go home show for Double or Nothing had the great brawl inside the stadium to build up Stadium Stampede. This didn't have that cliffhanger to make you want to go see the pay-per-view this is one of the weakest dynamite episodes of the entire year so i give it to nxt hands down because the the fatal four-way iron man match did one thing it made it made a number and a majority of the fans that are, are fans of nxt want to watch next week to watch finn balor versus adam cole and i was one that found out the spoiler that the match was going to end in a tie and i was just like you guys i was like oh man they they promised a new champion but they're going to deliver a tie but then i saw the actual match and i saw that finish that finish was phenomenal to have finn balor get the victory with 12 seconds left and literally he's in the ring celebrating and Wade Barrett's like oh my god he's gonna be the new champion and then Adam Cole come out of nowhere last shot and him desperation trying to get the cover before the time runs out and he gets the cover to tie tie it up was a great finish and that's how you build up episodic television so I really enjoyed the finish I really enjoyed that match that, that was it was all about that match it wasn't really about anything else that I mentioned so I give it to NXT this week so uh I had a lot, I had a had a bunch of problems with the uh, AEW episode actually. Um, I don't understand why when they were building the uh, the tension or, or or selling us on the battle royale, they had these guys fighting, just brawling in the ring. They cut to commercial and it's picture in picture, and they come back and it's still not done. We have no idea like what exactly is supposed to be happening. The refs they show have no control over the situation. Then, when it comes to uh, Janela and Jericho, Jericho makes Janela bleed, but Sonny Kiss doesn't come out to make the save until Orange Cassidy is the one getting beaten up, but Sonny Kiss's tag team partner is Janela, not right. Cassidy. Then, finally, with the, with the main event, um, to me, I think you're right. They didn't build any, like, I just felt kind of, well, granted, I felt sympathy for the lawyer getting, getting his ass handed to him, but... The, well, the thing is that it like all John Moxley asked for was a match with the lawyer. They could have had Wardlow as soon as the bell rang, knock uh, John Moxley out, cause disqualification, and then have MJF just transition straight to the beatdown. And then you are angry at the lawyer because then it looks as though the lawyer found a way around the page seventeen plan and was like, "All right, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find a way to screw this guy no matter what." And then finally, they're having Max do all these things to, uh, to 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 John to John Moxley, and they had referees out for this battle to stop these guys when they're when they're brawling in the ring. But nobody comes out to they just ring the bell like eight thousand times instead of having referees come out and be like, get get off of him, get off of him. That like it would have made sense to me if at that point I know they're not trying to have him be the Vince McMahon character. But if they'd had somebody like Tony Khan come out. And be try and at least try to get Max off of Moxley because otherwise, it's just like I it just I don't know I, that part kind of dragged on a little bit too much for me. But so in so. a nutshell, it just sounds like right at that with, with with the the downing of what transpired with AEW Dynamite, it just kind of like they're going up against their own selves. Mm. No, I compared it because, to NXT and NXT had the stronger show. 
I, I mean, that's, I, I, look, I guess, listen, I guess and, and, that's, that's going to be the opinion, but that, here's the thing. That, I, I didn't, I didn't watch NXT, but like AEW was live. They, they had, they had at least 24 hours, roughly speaking to figure out, okay, this is what NXT did. We at least need to, we, even if we're not up against them, they are still our competition. We need to do better than them. We need to have a better product than them. So if, if, if you, if. Oh, not even just have a great go home show. For sure, your sure. Yeah. yeah. And I just didn't, I, I also didn't like Thunder Rosa going 10 minutes with uh, debuting talent and not just squashing somebody or just doing a promo segment and no Sheeta. That just ruins what has been a solid buildup to this woman's title match. So that's why I just feel NX, uh, AEW had one of its worst shows of the year. I'm still looking forward to All Out, but this was a weak show. Colleen, um, Colleen watched. Uh, Colleen has seen Thunder Rosa live in person. She is watching every single week with me with Dynamite. She's super excited for uh, for, for for All Out, and even she like she was like this match like she was like this seems good. And I was like yeah, but it's going too long. And as soon as I told her, I was like this is Rosa's debut. She should either be squashing this person or I don't like something should be going on because if you're telling me that Serena Deeb is able to go as long and keep Rosa in the ring, then my champion, who's been knocking people out with the knee and Falcon Arrow, should have no problem putting Thunder Rosa away. Why do I feel any kind of danger for Sheeta's title? Exactly. We have to move on to our WWE news in a passionate Instagram video message. The former eight-time WWE, uh, seven-time WWE champion, The Rock, announced that he, along with his wife and two young daughters, tested positive for COVID-19. They contracted the virus from close family members. Thankfully, they are now all healthy. And But we have to send our thoughts and prayers to The Rock. I know you have a bottle of Terry Mana right Right there with you, top guy JJ. Absolutely, and seeing that was like, damn man, the shit. Yes, yeah. Is when you think you said we said like shit just can't get any crazier. Like the people, the the real life people's champion can't escape fucking COVID. Nope. Neither can his family. So it was amazing to see that not only him but his family recover from this. Mm-hmm. So this Terry Monatos is to you, my friend. Like I was so happy to hear that you guys recovered from this, and you guys are back in. I see that you back in the Iron Paradise already, kicking ass, trailblazing, <laughs> sweating in that 122 degree gym. So cheers to that man, and cheers to fucking get. Like, can we get through 2020? Doesn't seem like we will anytime soon. Uh, in another shocking reveal, uh, we had we had AJ Styles admit that he also tested positive for the COVID nineteen virus uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Actually, uh, we also this week we had to send off one of our favorites from WWE as Mauro Ranallo announces that he has decided to leave WWE both sides put out statements saying their split was amicable and Mauro says that he will be focusing on his other projects as well as being an advocate for mental health and speaking of the commentary booth for NXT Absolutely. Wade Barrett is reportedly working out a deal to become the new commentator for WWE NXT. Uh, Chrissy Love, what's been your thoughts on Wade Barrett on commentary over the last couple of weeks? He's not bad, actually. Um, I actually am um, enjoying him. Um, I'm just 
Is Beth Phoenix at home? Yes. So she comments from home? Yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> um... What do you what do what do you want from her? She got sense. kids, I, and I get that, and I understand that. I mean, listen, do like everyone else and just don't come. They'll understand. Hey, if you can do hey. it from if you can work from home, that's why it sounds like it's so like off. Like she's like off. You understand what I'm saying? Like it sounds like she's like it's like delayed. You know, do I, does that make sense? Yeah. Or yeah. Maybe, okay, because I'm like, yeah. do I feel? Because I'm like. I don't see her, but they keep showing Wade and the other guy, which are really good, by the way. But then I was like, Morrow and Beth is just like, they sound like they like three blocks away. Like, we're coming, we're coming, but we're, we're, they're, they're not there yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, I gotta, yeah, if you could work from home, I give it up for her. I mean, uh, it's beautiful, but I just, I mean, it just, it just, it, hearing it when I'm watching it, it just sounds right. like. I agree with her. I do. I do. I just think that Beth should just transition into doing like visual interviews with people, and then just let it be the the, the double the two man commentary team. Because wait, right. wait, did a, he 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 sounded pretty damn good. Right. These last two weeks, he's been good. I, I mean, he sounded I, pretty damn good. I, I'll give it to him. He sounded pretty good. But and it kind of just it sounds like Beth is kind of off key. It right, is, like, and it's, it's not like, her fault. It's, it's not, not her fault it's at all. It's not her fault at all. It's just that. It's not put. It's not put together good. Like it's supposed to be one hundred percent, and it's like Wayne and the other guy are good, and they're there, and they're going back, and their feet. Remember, you feed off of each other. You're there together. Yeah. He's not in the mix of feeding. Once I guess once everything gets better, she'll be back. But like as of now, like I guess we'll just have to hear from her like later on. But it's just it's not. It doesn't sound good. Like she has to like be with the guys like and mesh together. You know what I'm saying? Like or maybe do like a. I don't. I don't know. Like. Well, Ed to like get a flight over somewhere or get you know, I don't know. Also, Nigel McGuinness will be coming back to WWE very soon. He'll probably be a part of the NXT UK brand in an interview with Scott. Okay, yeah, that's coming back in uh, the the middle of September. September Yes, in an interview with Sports Illustrated, Renee Young admits that she feels felt slighted by WWE's reaction to her testing positive for COVID-19 and was bothered by them not being seeming concerned. She also admitted WWE's reaction to her husband, John Moxley, leaving to AEW was very weird as they wanted her to act like he never existed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Raw, Raw finished with a 1.896 million viewers, uh, which is down wow. from 2.028 million the previous week. SmackDown finished with 2.144 million viewers, down slightly from the week before for themselves. PW Insider announces that uh, WWE signed Evolves, Brandy, Brandy Lorman, Anthony Green, Josh Briggs, Kurt Stallion, and Joe Gacy. And in related news, Heal by Nature reports that WWE is having issues trademarking Evolve after buying the company earlier this summer. AEW news, uh, you heard it first on AEW Dark Stat King. Excalibur makes his return to AEW Dynamite this week. I will say Excalibur adds a lot to like just oh, storylines and certain wrestlers, and he doesn't come off like a salty old man. I'm looking at you, JR. <laughs> uh, yo, yo, I'll say on Dynamite, did JR not step? He, he, he put his foot in his mouth during that women's match, boy. 
And he so spent the rest of that match just like sucking up to to women's wrestling, and I was like, "You man, you, we caught that shit." He he said he, he <laughs> dated. I think he said he dated Mildred Burke or some bullshit. I was just like, "Jr., just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up." Sometimes. No, it was no. The, the what was it? The joke was that he he said uh, he wasn't around to call her matches. He wasn't old enough to call her matches, but he dated her or something like that. So that was just <laughs> awful. Just <laughs> awful. Right. That so, is not awful. It's just it's sad. That but, was but that it, was the that was the I was second. Just gonna say, sorry, sorry, I was just going to say Excalibur is amazing to have back. It's just the the dynamic that he brings and his ability to pull things out of the others that I thought was really really great. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Excalibur has a lot to like the ongoing storylines, but I will say Jr. only had the second worst thing said by an old man on Dynamite last night, as Jake the Sink Roberts said, "You're like two squirrels searching for a nut." You're, but you're not gonna bust a nut when we're in the ring. Yes, yes. Uh, one, of the, one of the best quotes from Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, NWA World Women's Champion Thunder Rosa is currently working without a deal with AEW as she is working under their partnership with NWA for her match versus Sheeta at All Out. AEW World Champion John Moxley finishes at number one on the PWI 500 with Adam Cole finishing at number two. This is from the period of July 2019 to July 2020. Miss Chrissy Love, you have called John Moxley's move to AEW uh, the Hot Girl Summer, and it, it, this is a payoff to your Hot Girl Summer. So, what's your thoughts on him finishing off number one? As deserved, <laughs> duh. Like you, 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 you're, you're like the person that has to break up with someone that they knew was like dogging them down, doing mad dirt to them, like just, just. Just doing horrible shit to them, and then you come out on top, and now look at you now. Now you look at me now. <laughs> look at me now. Hey, exactly. look at me now. Oh, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Just look at me and like, ta-ta. And I got my wife with me now. Fuck you, bitches. Uh, Tony Khan during Thursday's All Out conference call says that I thought all Double or Nothing kicked the crap out of WrestleMania. I thought it was a much better pay per view. I think we all will agree on that one. Um, I mean, you know, these things, the emoji that goes like that. Huh? I mean, I think that was an so, obvious so, point. So news, bro. I mean, right. <laughs> Hey, he said he said facts with the return of limited <laughs> capacity fans to AEW Dynamite tapings. We have a note on the precautions they have been uh, taking. AEW had a strict social distancing uh, guidelines and required all fans to wear masks. Uh, PW Insider reported that AEW has been enforcing their policy strictly with fans being ejected if they are not following rules. And the schedule for AEW this weekend will be Friday, a special AEW Dark as the Stat King. Uh, will be reviewing Dark Power. Uh, he will be reviewing two episodes of AEW Dark this week. Um, Saturday, we'll have All Out Red Carpet Part 1. Uh, it will have the countdown to All Out on TNT. It will have All Out Red Carpet Part 2 on YouTube at 6 p.m. All Out The Buy-In will be at 7 p.m. on Pay-Per-View and Fight TV. And All Out at 8 p.m. will be on Pay-Per-View and BR Live. New Japan News, we have... IWGP US champion, the current uh, AEW champion, uh, John Moxley is currently working without a deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling, but
but they are working things out so he can return once things settle for the uh, traveling. Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that Will Ospreay will return to New Japan for the G1 Climax Tournament, which will begin on <laughs> September 19th and run through October 18th. What's your thoughts on the return of Will Ospreay during the G1, Top Guy JJ? Oh, it's going to be refreshing. It's going to be refreshing. Um, I hope he kind of gets to the gear that he was in a year ago because he had, he had some arguments of being the best in the business if we, was, if we go back that, if we go back to a little bit. But, it, you know, obviously it died down a little bit. Pandemic's hit and shit, and he's been kind of off the grid for a little while. And he's probably not lost any edge. He's might have gotten it. He's probably gotten a little bit better. But we now have to see it happen and see it apply because there were some serious arguments that Will Ospreay was in line to becoming the best wrestler in the world. And it kind of obviously just faded off. And then this shitstorm of 2020 just fucking ended that. I wouldn't say he faded off. I think he was the best wrestler in ring of 2019, and he just hasn't been able to perform in 2020. But that, that's what I'm saying, is that he literally, we were arguing about him being the best. Mm. And this this, this crappy-ass year his has nothing to do with him. It's but just you, you use the term fading off, so that could be misinterpreted well, because by people. faded off by us because we haven't seen him. Yeah, mm. No, but it, it didn't fade off. He just hasn't performed. That's different. It's different fading off. Fading off means that he wasn't at the same level anymore. Don't, if you, don't try to correct me on what I know I, I meant. I am, I am, thinking, about, I am thinking about our viewers at home that are listening, sir. Um, <laughs> uh, Fred Rossi, or a.k.a. the former Darren Young, will make his debut with New Japan on New Japan Strong this week. You could Yes, apparently he does, and you can check out that review for New Japan Strong on J News Japan. Impact Wrestling News, the new Impact World Champion Eric Young confirms that he signed a two-year deal with the promotion upon his return in an interview with Fightful Select. Impact Knockouts Champion Deanna Parasa is reportedly still working without a deal with the promotion wow. right now. Which is very strange. Uh, ROH news: The tournament will, um, the pure title tournament will consist of these uh, wrestlers. We will see Matt Seidel, Delirious, Jay Lethal, Dalton uh, Castle, Jonathan Grisham, Tracy Williams, Kenny King, Silas Young, David Finley, Rocky Romero, PJ Black, Josh Woods, Fred Yeha making his ROH debut, Tony Deppin, Wheeler Utah, and Russ Taylor. Which the brackets are set to be revealed on september 7th episode of roh week by week the format for the tournament are as follows competitors will be divided in two blocks in and it's single elimination round one will be a 15 minute time limit the semifinals will be a 20 20 minute time limit uh the block finals will have a 30 minute time limit and the tournament finals will have a one hour time limit there will be three judges for each match and the time limit draws will go to a judge's decision and the roh board of directors director of operations uh gary uh jester has been announced as one of the judges so far and roh has announced they have launched a new 24 7 leonard streaming service similar to the wwe network and new japan world it is best on the planet the service can be uh found on stir channel 357 so that's big news for roh 
Other wrestling news, Mike Bennett will challenge Nick Aldis for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship as NWA will be teaming up with UWN for Primetime Live, which is going to debut on September 15th. That is another show of wrestling on Tuesday nights for you, uh, Stat King, so you can mm. review that. Uh, what are your thoughts on Mike Bennett getting the shot at the NWA World's title? I like it. I want to know how... I want to know if this is going to be something that is a long-term thing for Mike Bennett and obviously Maria. She'll be, uh, I mean, they, they work very well, obviously, since they're married. But um, I, I like the idea of kicking off this weekly pay-per-view series with an NWA World's title match. you got to have some kind of hook to get people involved. Obviously, they know NWA's coming back, but you got, you got to find a way to ask them, hey, if this is a pay-per-view, it's going to be weekly. You're asking them to, you know, pay something. To and how do you get people to do that, especially in times like this? Well, we're going to say, hey, we're going to give you a world title match, and on top of that, it's going to be somebody who was recently released from WWE. Maybe they have a bone to pick. Maybe they're going to be coming out and showing out why that company should not have let them go in the first place. So I like I like the idea of it. I, I want to see how they how they execute it because I know that there's going to be. I think they wanted to do. Uh, as part of the pay-per-view, weekly pay-per-view, I think they want to have one of the titles being defended every single week. And so I think that between this announcement plus Thunder Rosa being on All Out, it's kind of just building that momentum for when they do come back. So see how they, see how they, uh, how, how they do it. It's a very interesting time for NWA for sure. MLW is set to return to television this fall with a new name and time on Bean Sports, DAZN, and Fabu. Uh, rumors going around that AAA may potentially buy CMLL in Mexico with both promotions being out of commission right now. And Kevin Nash is the latest to reveal that he and his family have also tested positive for COVID-19 over a few, the past few months. Right now, his wife is still in pretty bad condition, but we send our prayers out to kevin nash and his family so finally we have our preview for aew all out all out is considered the wrestlemania of all elite wrestling because of the all in and the importance of that show in 2018 that was the show that was the catalyst for the invention of all elite wrestling so all out is considered the biggest show of the year for aew so we will start off with the buy-in like we said before during our AEW Dynamite re, uh, review, tooth and nail match. This will be a cinematic match inside of Goat Baker's dentist's office as it will be Big Swole going one-on-one -on -one with Dr. Goat Baker, as I like to call her. This feud has been on and off for the past six months, it seems, ever since uh, Goat Baker was injured back in May. They have been going back and forth. We've seen Swole throw her in the garbage after abducting the Rolls-Royce golf cart. We've seen Big Swole getting attacked this week with a crush and pizza. So who will, we, who will win here? Swole versus Baker in the tooth and nail match. We'll start with you, Miss Chrissy Love. Miss Baker for the win. Go to Baker for the win. Uh, Stacking? Uh, Baker, absolutely. Uh, top guy, JJ? Are we really asking this question? <laughs> I mean, I like Big Swole, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, this is just the, this is the wrong spot for this is the wrong spot for Big Swole. Right. It this, is, this, it's is, this is Goat, Goat Baker is coming back 
and she's coming back with a fucking oh, bag. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think this is the end of the feud, so I'm going to actually go with Big Swole here. I think Big wow. Swole needs a victory here, and I think this is going to be a big one for her. We got in the match that was just made this past week on Dynamite, the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, will versus Jurassic Express, the Lucha, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy. Uh, this one is sure to be very exciting in the ring. Who do you have, Top Guy JJ? Uh, gotta go with the young bucks, man. Like they, 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 they. This is they need this one. They, they need this one. I love this edge that they're coming off with because at some point, at some point, we're gonna get this battle with FTR. Yeah. At some motherfucking point, we're gonna get this battle with FTR, and and the young bucks need to just start picking up some 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 wins and start whipping some ass. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna also go with the young bucks in this one, Chrissy Love. I got Young Bucks too, friend. Stacking. Young Bucks. This one is oh, the casino. Yes, unanimous. Uh, this one is the Casino Battle Royal, as I did my article for Sports Keto, ranking the buildup for all the matches at All Out. I would say this is the weakest buildup of any other matches. Casino Battle Royal will determine the number one contender for the AEW World Championship. It will be Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks. Phoenix, Pentagon, The Butcher, The Blade, Eddie Kingston, and more to be announced. It's also going to have Sean Spears, Proud and Powerful, Jake Hager, and The Best Friends. Who do you have in this one, Stat King? Uh, Darby, but only because I'm predicting a something happening in the main event. So, uh, Chrissy Love? Oh, this is a hard one, but I, I, I'll agree with John and go with Darby, because I love Darby. I am going to go with Lance Archer because Lance Archer has to win something eventually. Um, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Everybody, everybody dies eventually. Um, st- uh, top guy, JJ? Fucking took my, my... You stole my thunder there, man. Because I was like, I feel like the resurrection of Lance Archer is coming. Okay. And, and and that 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 shitty promo or that sh- whatever the fuck Jake Snake was talking about. I don't know what the, what the fuck he was talking about, but <laughs> Lance Archer, I think, needs this more than anyone in this entire match. Like, mm. because he is, he is fading and fading quickly. Like, he came in hot and then now he's gone. Right. Like, once he lost that TNT championship match, it was straight downhill from here. From yeah. there. This one is probably the second weakest match on the card. We have the Dark Order with the new TNT champion Brody Lee teaming up with Cole Cabana, Stu Grayson, and Evil Uno versus Natural Nightmares, Matt Cardona, and Scorpio Sky. Basically, the friends of Cody Rhodes. Uh, Mm -hmm. This one is all building up from Brody Lee defeating Cody and destroying him, taking him out to win the TNT championship. I am going to go in this one with Cody's friends with Matt Cardona getting the victory to set up a matchup with Brody Lee for the TNT championship. Who do you have, Miss Chrissy Love? Um, I was gonna say Dark Order, but now that you put your 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 call on it, I'm gonna go with what you just said and put uh Cody's best friend and make them win. Uh stacking. I remember when how 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 this feud started. And when uh, when Dustin ran out to make the save, and I was just like, please do not tell me that they're going to put Dustin up against Brody Lee at All Out for the CNT title. So the fact that we could 
potentially get a Matt Cardona versus Brody Lee match, I want to give this. I want to give the win to Cody's best friends so that we can get that for when Cody eventually comes back from convalescing. Can I just say before JJ um, answers um, answer his prediction that Brody Lee is like second for having a hot girl summer too. Just saying. He he's definitely he's definitely he's definitely yeah he's definitely having a hot girl end of summer end of summer I like that okay end of summer yes go ahead he, uh, he got he got fly for Labor Day weekend um, you're right exactly <laughs> went, went to the shop got a new belt you know yeah top exactly guy. exactly top guy I, I hope the Dark Order wins and just whips all their asses and at least <laughs> Cody's return because I don't want to see a TNT title match against none of them. True. Like, like I'm not excited for Brody Lee to face any of them. Like, the why? Only... Like, like I don't like why? Like, woo, woo, woo ain't doing a damn thing for me at all. <laughs> like, like it'd be cool to see you know Dustin give Brody a decent match, but we right. know the outcome. Yeah. But, okay. Dark Order takes this one. They assume to beat their asses, and Cody returns. Hey, Cody is not ready to return. He's still filming the Stephen Amell's uh, heels for Showtime. So you have to actually pay off spending money on Matt Cardona at all. Regardless of how many times he's going to be used, you have to pay him off and have a big blow-off. He only has two more appearances, so that's why I think he wins here to set up a match with Brody Lee. Uh, Next up, we got Broken Rules. No disqualification, no count-out. Last man standing. If Matt Hardy loses, he will leave AEW. It is Matt Hardy going one-on-one with his arch-nemesis, Sammy Guevara. This one heated up tremendously after Sammy Guevara threw a chair in Matt Hardy's face, busting him wide open and putting him through a table. He also defeated Matt in a tables match last week on AEW Dynamite. So who do you got in this one, Top Guy JJ? I hope Sammy Guevara ends the career of Matt Hardy in AEW. Wow. Like, like I was all for the broken. I was all for broken Matt. But when he started all of these other personalities that I can give two flying fucks about, this Matt don't die bullshit, like, it, it, this whole split personality, like, there's no there's no room for all of this nonsense. Just, you should just been what we fond to love you to be when we fell in love with you like nobody cared about matt don't die like we don't no one cared it was cute in the beginning it was funny please sammy Guevara, spanish god do me the service of of ending (laughs) this shit because you need to go to greener pastures stacking so a part of me wants sammy to win because yep. Sammy is the young talent who should be getting the rub on the big pay-per-view in the moment and so on and so forth. However, JJ, it sounds like you just don't know how hard it is to be Matt Hardy. I know. And I, I, gotta, I, I gotta love the YouTube. It, I, I gotta, love the YouTube promo. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta give this to Matt Hardy because I don't think his time in AEW is over. Uh, and I think that I would have. I would have. If, if if but for the, uh, but for the stipulation of if Matt Hardy loses, he's gone. I would hundred percent want Sammy to win, or or say that's predict that 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 Sammy's going to win. But because of that stipulation, I got to give it to Hardy. Miss Chrissy Love. Um, I have to agree. Um, I would love for Sammy to win, but Sammy has won the last two matches that they've had. 
Um, we have to give something to Matt Hardy. Um, give him a reason why he left his job. Well, I mean, I was he a free agent or whatever. Anywho, it doesn't really even matter. He left his other job so that he can do better things at this job. And that's why we need to, that's why we make career moves so we can have better careers. Anywho, um, I'm going to go with Matt because I don't see him leaving as of yet. Um, I am like JJ with the gimmicks. I, I am getting like, okay, how much longer are we going to do this? Like, let's just stay as one. Like, it was cute when you did like the whole, um, when you was like driving in the uh, the go kart against Sammy, when you, you damn near almost killed him. Like, it was cute when you was like doing the multiple personalities. That's fine. It was funny. It was cute. Right now, let's just get one personality. He would he like. Is. Uh, he is one personality right now. He's broken. Okay. He's broken right now. Okay. No, okay. he's not broken. He's he's oh, whatever. He's just, Matt Hardy can't he's, die. he's just Matt Hardy can't, can't die because can't. broke broken Matt Hardy doesn't work without fans. So that's why he went to just doing oh. the Matt Hardy. I'm going okay. with Matt Hardy. I'm going with Matt Hardy, friend. I I agree with Chrissy Love and Stat King. I'm going with Matt Hardy here. His career is not going to be over. AEW Women's Championship is on the line. Hikaru Shida will versus the NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa. This is a battle of AEW versus uh, NWA. This has been a solid buildup besides that final weeks. But who wins between two of the best women's wrestlers in the world? I am going to go with Sheeta in this one. Miss Chrissy Love? Sheeta. Uh, Stat King? Sheeta. Top Guy JJ? Oh, wow. <laughs> Why bring Thunder Rosa over there? Right? I, I hope that this is a fan. I hope that this is going to be a fantastic match that it should be. Because Sheeta has been putting on some great matches. She's been putting on some great matches for the AEW Women's Division, keeping that shit alive. Um, I'm going to be the oddball here. I'm going to go Thunder Rosa with the surprise. Ooh, okay. Mimosa Mayhem match. It will be the final encounter between Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. You can win by pinfall, submission, or throwing your your opponent into gallons upon gallons of Mimosa. Who do you got, Stacking? <laughs> I, I I agree with you. I agree with you, sir. Uh, oh, man. Wow, really? Oh, okay. Um, damn, I'm I'm actually really torn between this one because I like them both, and I I really don't. Who has the most wins right now? In the feud, it's tied. One one. It's a rubber match. Damn. Yeah. That's that's why. That's Ooh. why they're having the third match. And I know okay. this is being reported, but nobody told my girlfriend that I voted for Orange Cassidy. Okay. Well, well, we also we also do this for audio, so thank you for saying your pick. Uh, <laughs> that's true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Chrissy Love. Uh, Cassidy for the win. Uh, and top guy JJ. Uh, just hope Cassidy wins to to end this because I mimosa mayhem. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't. I don't get what it. What the fuck? Just, just, this, just nah, Don't even try to sell me on the bullshit. This doesn't. Like, this like, this like doesn't seem like a match that. Like no, I'm not a fan of this match at all. Like this doesn't had... seem like a match the babyface should go in the the mimosa. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And whatever you went into a whole fucking pool of alcohol. Great. Drink the shit. 
And we have the eight, the, in my opinion, the best built matchup for this pay-per-view. The AEW World Tag Team titles are on the line. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega will defend against FTR with Tully Blanchard. Uh, this is all a part of the saga of the elite. The This great title run with Omega and Page. Uh, the crisis of confidence going through the head of Hangman Page. He cost the Young Bucks the tag team gauntlet because he didn't want to verse his best friends again or he didn't want to give them the chance to beat him we know we don't know uh ftr got <laughs> his head. We just know that is a fact but who wins ftr versus omega and page i will start with you chrissy um hangman and omega have to i mean they've had a great run fun but it's now time to hang it up and go because they're gonna have a feud against each other so i think that ftr has now made their move and they'll have another late in the summer fun and say fuck you to the other friend that's over there on the other show and they will win. Yay! Who you, who you guys thinking? Hey. Uh, FTR. <laughs> FTR. It's, it, it is time. I, I've, I've appreciated everything that Kenny and uh, Hangman have done. I thought that they were going to lose at Fighter Fest to Best Friends yeah. and then a week later when I see they're having another title title defense I was like what is where, where's the where's, where's the plan going? with this? Yep, yep. But, now you see you see where the where the plan is, and it's FTR uh, picking up the win at All Out. So definitely FTR. Top guy, JJ. I mean, definitely agreeing with FTR, but I am hoping for one little smidgen to happen here. I hope that this is the breaking point where we finally get the completion of Kenny Omega's heel turn. I don't think I, we're I gonna see. So. I don't I hope think so. Hope. <laughs> I don't think we're going to see the breakup of Hangman and Kenny just yet because I want to see that three-way between those two teams and the Young Bucks. But I am going to go with FTR in this one. And uh, we're going to see another another breakdown of Hangman Page, possibly. And in the main event, the AEW World Championship is on the line. John Moxley will defend against the number one contender, the undefeated MJF. John Moxley's uh, paradigm shift is banned from use in this matchup this has been one of the best built world title feuds in aew history but who do you got mjf versus john moxley two undefeated guys in 2020 going at it we'll start with you top guy i i'm gonna go based on the performance of that main event that john moxley had like that that shit was ass I think it's time for a change of the guard right here. A controversial finish, a change of the guard. We want MJF. MJF 2020, we deserve better. And I think this gets culminated by MJF becoming the AEW champion. Woo. Who you got, Chrissy Love? Um, I'm going to have to agree with JJ um, for the fact that MJF is just on a high right now, and it's just like, what's it all for if it doesn't pay off in the end? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, th I think it's, I, I love John. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I've been saying he has a hot girl, so I'm, you know, I'm one of his, his cheerleaders, but I think Million Dollar Man Jr., uh, MJF, win. And stacking. Max has got to win this match. I. 
disagree with all of you. Um, MJF <laughs> does not need to win here. He is the heel. He got put over in this feud. He had his best promo yet with that podium promo that set up this match. He's had great performances on the mic against John Mikesley, and there's always the underlining teases that we've seen over the last few months with him and Warlow, where you can see Warlow inadvertently costing him the match, and then he can segue into a feud with his former bodyguard. John Moxley has a lot left on the table, a lot meat left on the bone of his title reign, and like I said, Lance Archer is the next up, and I think he's not done feuding with MJF, but I got John Moxley winning this one here. I will that's say a, that's such a good um analysis. That's a hell of an argument, man. That's yeah, a hell of an argument. I'm gonna change I, my, I, I'm gonna actually, change my I'm, just for that one. I'm gonna I'm, I, I concur with it. I listen, man. I, we deserve better. Right. <laughs> like 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 MJF ain't gonna cut the promo of twenty twenty and, and not get a reward for this shit. Like that shit was the promo of the fucking year. Like, that was the state of wrestling right there. And, and that shit needs a payoff. Like, I loved it. Like, I just want to see it. Like, you know, I, I'm not, this is not a matter of need. This is just, I want to see this shit happen. Yeah. I will, I will say that uh, I think one of the reasons why I could see them keeping it on John is that people are starting to come back. And one thing to remember is that when he won it, it was here. It was that revolution. It was February. And then quarantine happened. So he never really, he never really got a chance to have live crowds like that. He had the post-match speech. No. He had the the dynamite afterwards, and so on and so forth. So I could see them doing it for that reason, but I'm sticking with MJF because it's just so, it's just, it's 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 just levels of compelling to me. And uh, I just, I just want to add for the for, for the tag title match, how how funny will it be if two years in a row Hangman uh, loses at All Out? Wow! This yeah. the whole the whole storyline with Hangman started last year at all. How and it's a, it's it's a piggyback kind of like off of what John and SP said with the the title match. Like I don't believe that Max needs the win. Yeah. But the thing is that John is a fucking draw. So it's like he is a draw. So it, it's it. This is a hard one to pick. Because you can you can also have you can also have as people are coming back. The draw is John chasing the title again like, and trying to get it back. We, are, we already seen it. Million viewers for this it. fucking main event. They had almost a million people watch. Like it's hard to change the guard on that when they are doing so well with him being mm. champion and being on TV. Like I, he's I right. He's got this, a lot left on the table. He 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 does. I see this I as as a lot of New Japan booking where New Japan, you could see who the champions are going to be a year out. And I feel like the current AEW tag team champions are in better positions to be the next two champions than Maxwell. Maxwell has time. He's 24 years old. He's been undefeated. We need to see him react to a loss before mm. he gets to win the world title. And then Lyons said he really didn't lose. And exactly. With some type of like excuse saying, I didn't lose. I don't know what you're talking about. Like there's, there's like, okay, I see it. Sid. I, I, I got you. I see it. I see it. That's why um, I want Warlow to cost him so he can blame Warlow for the loss. Mm, question for you guys. How are you guys feeling about the crowd being at AEW? Now, now that we have more people there. Remember we just had the people in the front. We just had like the AEW stars. Now we have actual like an audience. How are you guys feeling about the audience? 
I, I think they need to be a little bit louder, but also I think that might be because they are slowly phasing them in. I know they said they're going to be at 10% capacity, but right. I think it, it sounds as though they kind of just were on the safe side and went even fewer than 10% capacity. And I think all out, we will see them go all out to 10% uh, capacity or at least be like, hey, you guys, are, like you're paying tickets and everything, but also could you make some noise? Like there, there's sometimes they where it's they can't, they can't, you can't make noise because that's that that promotes spreading the virus. That's what New Japan has done. They just need they need that's more fair. crowd. That's they need more crowd sweetening. The crowd sweetening for WWE has added a lot to their television, and that's what AEW needs to do. Unfortunately, mm. um, even with the whole mask on their face, though. No, it's, you, they still can't. You can't yell out. That's still going to spread it spread it out even with the masses on their face. And mm-hmm. you can't hear them that well with the masses on their face as That's well. That's also true. That, okay, I agree. But we have to wrap things up, guys. Our outro for this one, you guys can check out our lineup on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Our pay-per-view roundtables for WWE back, Payback starring Top Guy JJ. Our New Japan Pro Wrestling Summer Struggle and Jenku uh, roundtable is up right now as well. One of the our best episodes yet of True Rewind as we review World War 3 1995 with Heel Steven. Check out his YouTube channel. Great guy. He does a great impersonation of Macho Man Randy Savage on that episode. So check that out uh an all new all elite recap starring me as well as dark power reviewing two episodes of aew dark as well as the new impact world champion and eric young will be up this weekend and check out our all our all out pay-per-view roundtable which will be up on the youtube channel at the beginning of next week stat king any plugs for dark power or where they can find you on social media uh, you can't really find me anywhere on social media, so make sure to watch Dark Power, and uh, thanks, guys, for having me. Hey. Thank you once again for joining us for our all-out preview, sir. You are you, you bring us Chicago. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, top Guy JJ, where can they find you? Uh, Trulio underscore Top Guy JJ. That's the Instagram one, Justin Johnson. You can find me on Facebook. I will definitely be looking forward to that round table for All Out because, oh. unfortunately, I'm going to be missing the entire pay-per-view for the best reason oh, in the world. I am going to visit my baby. So I am <laughs> out literally at the start time of All Out. I will be flying out. Good. Have a safe trip, sir. Miss Chrissy Love. Um, you can find me on IG and Facebook. I am the Spanish Miss Chrissy Love, Miss Chrissy Love underscore, and just Crystal Lynch on Facebook and Twitter. Guys, you can follow the True Hills on Facebook as well as True Hill Heat on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our good friends at Battle Club Pro. They're up on all three platforms as well as Wrestling Travel, our Indie Wrestling Expo. Check those out on Fight TV and Warrior Wrestling. You can check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like I said at the top of the show, you can also check out Warrior Wrestling promoter Steve Tortorello. He will be on True Hill Heat 91 next week. Our good friends at Uncanny Attractions. You can check them out on Facebook as well as Twitter. And to Wrestling Travel, congratulations to them on hitting 1K. Our good friend Alex McCarthy, who was on True Hill Heat 87, also hit 1K. Tom Conahue, uh, who was on our roundtable for Summer Struggle, just hit 500 subscribers on YouTube. So nice. check them out as well. Jimmy Macaram just hit 
thirty set thirty seven thousand viewers on his YouTube channel. Congratulations to him and check out Ozark and Umbrella Academy reviews up on the YouTube channel right there. And I have a new show for you guys to review now. <laughs> Give me those on the side. Um, <laughs> my battery is dying. Miss Chrissy Lowe's favorite YouTube channel with Marcus Cash. You can check him out and subscribe to there. And of course, you can listen to True Hill Heat on all your favorite audio platforms. So, for the princess of all the True Hills, Miss Chrissy Love. Later. For Top Guy JJ and his Black Panther. My Black right. Panther. <laughs> For our very special guest, the host of Dark Power, Stat King. John. Until True Hill Heat 91 with Steve Tortorello of Warrior Wrestling. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. This has been True Hill Heat 90. We are signing off until next time.